So I haven't recorded anything in a while, but I felt like recording today. I just came back from voting. It's early voting in Florida. Today was actually the first day. And Palm Beach County has a website, as I imagine most counties do. They have a website of early voting locations that show live updates to the wait times at these early, you know, voting locations. And I used that website and on my way home, picked the one that was on my way home that had uh, what should look like the least uh, amount of wait time. And I waited about 15 or 20 minutes and got my vote going. I love it. It's been a really difficult year, 2020. But to be honest, it's been a difficult four years since Donald Trump won the presidency. Not through the popular vote, but through the slave owner's little trick they call the Electoral College. And so um, it's been a difficult four years because I'm confused, for one. Like, I'm 62 years old. I grew up in Plains, Georgia, the home of Jimmy Carter. The home of Jimmy Carter. Jimmy Carter picked me up hitchhiking when I was a kid. He knew my family. And I grew up in that town. And the people of that town weren't, um, although we supported his presidency and supported his run for presidency, even his second unsuccessful run for re-election, or his, his second run, the run for re-election, we supported it. But we didn't drive around with crazy flags and crazy parades, and, and we didn't worship Jimmy Carter, right? We didn't think he was God sent. We thought he was a man just like the rest of us, a man who wanted to do good and a man who wanted to help people. And he's proven that he's 96 years old and still building homes for Habitat for Humanity. Been married to the same woman for 75 years and they're building homes for Habitat for Humanity as I'm recording this. But I never owned a flag. I never drove around crazed, right? There weren't these rallies where people get so pumped up and I I don't know. It's just weird to me how this cult-like culture surrounding Donald Trump and the Republican Party 
and how in 2015, all of the Republicans were against him. Ted Cruz and, and, and Lindsey Graham and uh, Rand Paul, and they were all against him. And they all spoke out against him and how he was a liar and a cheat and so I think that that's part of it like I'm confused at how we've made this change in our culture we've morphed into something completely different and Most of what comes from that side, from what I can see, has been hate and vitriol and ugliness. And it's, I, it hurts. It's difficult to watch. As a father of three daughters, it's just just really difficult to see our country on this path. So I voted today and I voted for Joe Biden because I don't think America survives another four years of Donald Trump. And if he wins, I'm gonna, I'm probably going to leave the country. I mean, I know that that doesn't hurt anyone and that's like not punishment to anyone. And Donald Trump's people would say goodbye, right? And so I'm not saying that in a way, in a threatening manner. I'm just saying, I just don't think I can take four more years of this. So I voted for Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. And I think the two of them are going to be great for our country. I think they're going to be honest, right? something that's been missing for four years. I think the White House and the administration, the Joe Biden administration, will at least be honest with us and will at least tell us the truth and not make up shit while you're standing in front of a microphone. So I'm, I'm hopeful. I think Joe Biden wins and I think our country digs its way out of this, you know, not just the coronavirus, but our economic downturn, our social downturn, and, and, and all of this, this strife between, uh, between the people of our country, the hate and the vitriol. And, and I, I feel like we come out of it and I feel good today. I feel good having voted. I feel good that 
we can change. We can, we can go back to being neighbors and go back to being civil with each other, regardless of which side of the aisle, right? So I just want to end it by saying, fuck yeah, man. It feels good to know that there are people who care about our country. There are people who care about other people other than themselves that want to feed the hungry and uh, provide health care and help help uh, provide health care for those who don't have it, don't have a full-time job, raise the minimum wage. I just feel that we're we're headed somewhere positive and then I can't wait that is all go vote I don't really get the whole Trumpism thing, you know, I mean, from a political standpoint, you know, I understand supporting someone for their political beliefs and, and following and and then voting for that person, you know, because they espouse the same political beliefs and that's all well and good. And it's part of the, the, you know, uh, political process that I've experienced pretty much all my life. I'm 62 years old and I can't understand the concept behind Trumpism. Now, let me start by saying I would never support a person who makes fun of someone that's disabled. I would never support a person who makes fun of someone who stutters and belittles someone who stutters. I would never support a man or a woman who speaks about women in the way that Donald Trump does and says things like, I would not rape her. She doesn't look good enough, right? I mean, that's why you wouldn't rape her? (laughs) So, and, and, and to make fun of someone's weight or to make fun of someone's appearance, I could never support someone like that. So I guess that's where my confusion begins. But then it escalates beyond that. Like, how is it that such a vile, venomous person would have people who sit in an audience and ogle over him, women and men who, you know, it's almost like they believe he's a god and they certainly believe he was sent by god right and that is confusing as hell and pretty damn scary when you think about it right you know we we're a couple of hundred years into this experiment called the united states of america And 
never in our history has there been anyone who's been so incredibly, uh, what's the word, worshipped in the way that Trump supporters worship Donald Trump and believe that everything he says is true, even when in the face of facts, the things he say are not true, clearly not true. A great example is the coronavirus is a democratic hoax. The coronavirus affects no one. The coronavirus is going to disappear. And yet when you hear his supporters defend him, they say things like, he never said that. They say things like, it is a hoax. There's no such thing, 200,000 people already dead. Like, to me, I'm just, it's mind blowing how no matter what he says or does, his base will never believe anything negative about him. And believe me, I voted for Barack Obama twice and he was not a perfect president. He didn't do everything that I would have done. He made mistakes and he owned those mistakes and I held him to those mistakes. I would speak out and say, yeah, this was a mistake. In fact, the worst part of Obamacare was the individual mandate forcing people into coverage when they A, couldn't afford it. Um, and then if you didn't, if you didn't jump on and, and get the coverage, then at the end of the year, your taxes were, you were punished in your tax return. I experienced that to the tune of about $4,000 in a year where I did not use medical care at all. I didn't go see a doctor. I didn't go to Uh, hospital. I didn't receive any medical care at all. I also didn't have medical insurance and it cost me $4,000 to not have medical insurance and not visit the hospital. That was messed up. And I, and I spoke out against it, but his followers won't ever. And it's scary. It's, it's, it's odd and scary. So I'd like to know, like, what is it that someone who sits in that audience at a Trump rally in the middle of a pandemic, a global pandemic that's killed 200,000 or more and more Americans and 7 million are infected and in the United States alone and What is it that's going through your mind? What have you experienced in your life that would have you sit there and worship this this person? And I'm sorry that that's what you experienced. I'm sorry for whatever it is that led you down that path that now has you worshiping such a horrid, human being in a way 
worshiping in a way that doesn't allow you to see the flaws and to admit the flaws of which there's a lot more flaws than there are good things about him. I mean, he's done some things that he promised. He, he, he threw out a tax cut that was largely aimed at the, the wealthy and corporations. He pulled out of the Paris Climate Agreement. He said he was going to do that. He did that. Right? There's some things. He's, uh, he's tried to build a wall, but his promise was Mexico will pay for it, and that's not happening. And everyone knows that. And we knew that back in 2015 and in 2016 when he said it. But even now, his followers won't admit any of that. And I'm sorry for whatever it is you experienced in your life that brought you here. But we can together climb our way out of this madness, this world of demagoguery and, and misogyny and xenophobia and homophobia transphobia and all these you know you know we're humans right we're humans all of us whether we're gay straight black white muslim christian jewish we're all humans and when you cut me open you're going to find the same thing inside of me that you found inside that trans person or that black person or that Muslim person or that woman, except for some things that separate men from women, but we're all human. And I'm sorry for whatever it is that you experienced that has you supporting him. But I invite you to a different way of being. I invite you to reach out and find a real person that loves you and cares for you and have a conversation that would have you walk away saying, together, together, we can help each other. We can make the world a better place. We can clean up our environment. We can take care of each other. We can feed our children. We can feed the children of those who are hungry we can really change the world. And we can only do that together. And that is all. I'm especially excited today. We are a week and one day away from election day. And uh, I'm feeling like the, the numbers, the early number, the early voting numbers are outrageous. There are so many people voting early and that's really exciting. And, you know, anyone who had attempted or would attempt to suppress the vote 
doesn't deserve our vote. And we need to vote those kind of people out, right? And vote in people who want to protect my right to vote, right? Without poll uh, watchers or, or whatever you want to call them. Right. So I'm super excited to see all of these people turning out and saying, my voice matters. I'm going to vote. Right. This is just an exciting time. And I want to come back to this another day and talk about, you know, as we get closer, uh, you know, what this feels like. I think it's important for me to, you know, kind of document how I'm feeling. So I wanted to say, oh my gosh, super excited. I think we're about to see a huge change. And, uh, and I'm excited for that. And that is all. Thank you.